I think for me and, and ballet, that's what my injury taught me was to look at my body as a vessel for my art. Like you would look at your womb for a vessel to create life. Like it was like, you need this to express yourself. Like you've tried to do it in other ways and it didn't give you anything. So it's like you need to treat this with like the utmost respect, which I think I'd sort of forgotten how to do. Or my body was secondary to pleasing everyone else. I'm Alison Rice and welcome to Offline, the podcast. These are honest conversations about true self with the people behind the Instagram accounts and the teachers who help us on our way. A lot has changed since I launched Offline in September 2018. It started as a podcast and thanks to your ongoing support, it turned into a movement. Today, Offline exists to help us explore the essence of who we are and how to live, create and succeed in alignment with that. This is our true self. There's the podcast, a series of online courses I've created with our collective needs in mind and experiences that allow us to connect as a community. Visit getoffline.co to find out more or follow getoffline.co on Instagram. I hope this episode helps you on your way. Thank you for being here. Watching my next guest dance is such an exquisite experience, it makes me cry. At the time of recording, Benedict Bermet had just been promoted to a principal dancer in the Australian ballet. This is a very big deal. The 25-year-old was born in Mackay and started ballet at the age of three. She was accepted into the Australian Ballet School at age 14. She represented the school in New York and Canada before being asked to join the Australian Ballet, the company, in 2012. In the seven years since, she's progressed to Corfe, soloist, senior artist, and now principal. This episode is for anyone who gets butterflies about the ballet. It honours the physical and emotional labour of artistic pursuits and the harmony that can come from living life as an expression of your unique energy. When Benedict dances, she offers us a window to feel into our own emotional landscapes. Watching the music course through her body, the dust swept up in each moment by her feet and seeing flashes of her soul through her eyes... She is both an expression of and a conduit to feeling. I'm thoroughly obsessed. In this honest conversation, we discuss what it takes to dedicate your life to being one of the best at something and what happens when it's all nearly taken away. Dance being an expression of her spirituality and the finer details of a life lived in point shoes. Here's beautiful Benedict and I for Offline. I feel like we can't start anywhere else than with a huge congratulations <laughs> on your... Is it a promotion? Is that what we call it? Yeah. A yep. promotion to principal. Thank you. Which happened last... Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. So for context, I mean, people will hear this much later on, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, tell me about that. One thing I want to know is like, mm. do you know 
or not? Yeah, no. So we don't know. Like it's a complete surprise. Um, I think David, our director, emails close family and your partner um, and is like, I want to do it on this weekend. Can you come? And from there, that's it. It's like no one else, yeah, no one else knows. Um, You sort of finish your show on stage and you take a bow and then David comes on stage with a big bunch of flowers and everyone's like, oh, my God, something's happening, something's happening. But you sort of even still, you don't even want to, like, let yourself think. Entertain the idea that it might be you, it could be someone else or it could be a weird, I don't know, it could be anything. Um, Yeah, and then... He'll call your name out and you start crying, (laughs) which is what I did. (laughs) Describe, um, like maybe like set the scene for people listening. Mm. So you just finished dancing, Sylvia, and I guess you'd been dancing that for a week? Uh, Yes, we've been. Aroundabouts? Yeah, aroundabouts a week so far in Sydney. Um, Yeah, it's 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 a big show. It's a three-act ballet. You're pretty pretty exhausted by that point. And I was was on stage... um, and yeah, David came on and one of my mates, Dim, in the company, she's also a senior artist and I knew her family was in. So I was like, oh, this could be her night. And of course she wasn't expecting it. Um, so he called her name out and she was just gobsmacked and her little lips were open and quivering and oh. she went forward and, you know, we were all really happy for her. Um, everyone's clapping and laughing and I was like, oh, yep great. Like this has been her night. That's, that's great. I was looking at her and then I looked down in the corner and David came out again with another big bunch of flowers. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, oh my God. Then he was like, you know, talking, talking, talking. And it's like time stands still. And then he was like, Benedict Beme. And I just, I just like balled up and just started crying just so much. Like, I think it like, I I still, it makes me really emotional now because like, uh, I've, I, when I was like really injured, like two years ago, I just, I thought I would retire mm. and like, I just didn't think that in two years time I would get to this spot. Like I, I just remember so many times being so upset, like I just, my body wouldn't do what I wanted it to do and I couldn't understand. And I like bashing my head against a brick wall and it's like, it worked yeah. <laughs> somehow. Like I've been lucky enough to like make it work and and I, I was also dancing with uh, my partner, um, Christopher Rogers-Wilson, who is, since I joined the company, we've just had some really beautiful moments together on stage. Like, we just really get each other. Mm. And he's also been through his his things with injuries and really tough times. Um, and it's really nice because I feel like we've both been there for each other through these, like, highlight moments. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then after, like, I knew my parents were watching and my partner was watching um, but I went out and my partner's grandparents were there. My close friends from Wollongong had driven up. 10 of my other close friends from Sydney had come. And I was like, just oh so shocked. It was so beautiful. And then my mom came into my change room and we were both just ugly crying, our <laughs> little hearts out. And it was like, it was the most beautiful thing. Cause like all she could say was just like, I know, like, I know. Oh, that's making me upset. <laughs> I know. I know. It makes me upset because when when uh, I first left mum, I was about like 13. Yeah. And we would just bawl our eyes out at the airport. Mm. And like we and we both like, she knew I loved ballet and like she knew that this is what I had to do to try and make it work. And it was just that moment of like, 
we both knew how much like we did it. Yeah, and she was like, "I know, I know." Oh my god! <laughs> and we're like ugly crying our little hearts out. Oh, it was. I guess it's like perhaps for her, it's like I don't know, like letting your girl go. Uh yeah, and trusting that. I guess that's your path and, and even if it doesn't work out, like knowing that she would be there for you yep. in that time as well, but the celebration of, yeah, you know, all of those sacrifices for her as a mum as well, yeah. like to let her girl go. Absolutely. And that's you what know. I said. I was like, we gave up so much. <laughs> She's like, I know. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's it because, like, um. I mean, I was homesick, but... I mean, like later on, dad would always, he, he told me, he was like, your mum, yeah, she'd just come home and just, she'd just cry in bed for a week and then she'd be okay. But like, oh. it just, it you know, and, and my dad the same, like it, it's a, it's a hard thing to do, mm. you know. Have you ever asked them what it's like to watch you dance? Hmm. No. I mean, they, they always, I don't know, they always tell me that they just, they enjoy it, mm. I think, like. And that they're proud. It must be such a surreal thing. I mean, even when I watch you dance, I don't know you that well. Yeah, I yeah. I feel like, there <laughs> she totally. is. Yeah, totally. Like, it must be quite, yeah, surreal for them too. Yeah. Yeah, especially when, um, you know, when someone that we know so well and, of course, no one knows you mm. better than them. Yeah. Is really good at something. Yeah. <laughs> There's that interesting. You see someone flourish. Like, yeah. I think especially maybe with, like, with, artistic pursuits like it's also a bit of someone's soul and it's like that's that that comes through and it's like like honestly I feel like I'm my most honest self when I am dancing or telling a story or like Mm. trying to express emotion on Mm. stage or in the studio like just really like I think with music through movement and so I guess for them seeing their daughter like doing that yeah, yeah. Um, what comes up for me is this interesting um, conversation I had with a beautiful holistic kinesiologist. Her name's Zoe Bosco. Yeah. There's an episode coming up with her or it's already ran. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that world. Yeah. And she was talking to me about um, the soul, mm-hmm. deep interest of mine. Yeah. And I know yours as well. Mm. Um, and that for some people, their soul never fully lands in their physical body. Yeah. In their lifetime. And I guess like what just came up for me when you said that was like you're somebody whose soul landed. Yeah. And then the expression of your soul. Yeah. Is dance and that you feel perhaps most connect is that true? Like you feel most connected yeah. to the essence of who you are when you're dancing? Yeah, I I would definitely say that. And I think it actually took my injury to learn that and to know how connected I think also like musically uh, my soul is, mm. I think. Um, I think not having a time where I couldn't do express. that. I couldn't express. I was and I, I tried I tried other things. I tried painting and drawing and I tried studying. Like I sort of tried to give all these other things a go, but there was something that was really like uh, suppressed and like held back and, and coming back. I still remember, like, uh, my first sort of contemporary part of dress. I wasn't in point shoes, which was good. My feet sort of weren't ready oh for God, that you're yet. saying all the words. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Contemporary, contemporary part of dress. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, and doing that with Adam. And it was it was really beautiful. It was by Graham Murphy. Um, 
and it was actually all about his mother and passing um, onto the afterlife. So it was mm-hmm. very like meaningful part of her. And we finished like the first you know full call in the studio, which is sometimes most nerve-wracking. And I turned around and just bawled into Adam's chest. Like the whole company was in the studio, and because I honestly didn't the think. Release. And the like, looking back, I'm like, I honestly expressed myself, and that had been so bottled up mm. for over a year. And I was like, nothing feels like that just felt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah, and it's so mm. lucky because that you have. Yeah, um, what is that? That when we can connect to that soul calling. Yeah, if we, yeah. If we are lucky enough in this in the lifetime. Absolutely. To connect to it. Yeah. And then we're given a platform to express it. Yeah. In its totality. Like it's wild. Yep. And should we um should we talk about your injury mm. in the context of your career? Yeah. Before we started recording, I was saying mm. to you, like, it feels fast, the trajectory. And you were saying it can be different for everyone. So you yep. um of course of and I want to talk about your like you as an early ballet dancer, and we will get yeah. there. But you joined the Australian Ballet at fourteen. Ah, uh, yep. So the school that the feeds, school. yeah, feeds, oh, into, that the feeds company. into the ballet. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So when I was fourteen, yeah, um, and that's a four-year course, so level five, six, seven, eight. Um, and then at the end of that year, David, our director, offers contracts. So you're not guaranteed to get a spot, um, but I was lucky enough to get offered a job. Um, so I joined the Australian Ballet Company in 2012 um, and I was promoted to soloist at the end of 2015. And then that following year, 2016, did quite a lot of soloist work, a few principal roles. Um, and then I got injured at the end of the year, a really bad insertional Achilles tendinopathy. Oh, it just makes me feel yeah, yeah. nauseous. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That. So how did it? happen and like can you take us to the moment if that's not too traumatic no it's um it's kind of a weird thing like I took off from a jump in say October and was like oh that's a bit sore pushed through we put a tendon program together kind of lightly um didn't get better didn't get worse was sort of making it work was probably dancing through more pain than I should have been but was also given an opportunity to do another principal role so I didn't want to turn that down mm. um and then when is I was there can I just sorry yeah, to interrupt yeah. do you think about that in terms of should I not have taken that principal opportunity or is that just part of the story I guess of yeah I think it's just part of it I mean I I don't know, I'm trying to be, like, I think compassionate to myself then and yes. be like, I know that the type of person I am, I hadn't learned my lessons yet yeah. and I wouldn't, like, no one would have been able to tell, you. S- tell me. Um, but it was it was okay, but then I went on holiday and uh, tendons are notorious for not liking rest and that's when the real sort of pain set in, like, the most bizarre thing, but if you do nothing, your tendon will get worse. How insane is that? I know. Wow. So I came back, couldn't walk, couldn't uh, stand on one leg to put pants on. The wobbling on my foot just, it was like a tearing sensation. Um, so we diagnosed it, insertional Achilles tendinopathy, um, spent six months not doing any form of ballet. I couldn't, I couldn't really walk. I had to wear high heels all the time, so there wasn't any walking going on. Couldn't ride a bike because of the you stretch. You had to wear high heels to elevate it. Yeah, yep, because they were like, we do not want to aggravate it 
at all. They're like, it is so angry. <laughs> like we have to just keep it off stretch for as long as it takes. So I had these like chunky heel inserts to wear in my trainers, like when I was at the gym, like, but yeah, and I couldn't, couldn't really swim, couldn't ride, ride a bike because of the stretch. Um, I was like not really exercising at all, which is really difficult for me because you know, we exercise all the time for work. Mm. And then when I'm not working, I'll go for a walk, you know, I'll just do something to move my body because that's what makes me feel good. Um, and, yeah, I spent six months and then finally we sort of got some relief. I went back into the studio and I, like, could barely, pl- like, plie, like, bend my knees. I, like, felt it all the time, mm. just constantly. And And in my mind I was like, I don't see how this is going to get strong enough to withstand, <clears throat> excuse me, um, what it needs to withstand mm. to like get through a three-act ballet. Like I just couldn't couldn't see it. And so we got to the end of the year and, you know, I'd put my point shoes on and then something else would get sore because I hadn't worn point shoes in eight or nine months. And then I was like, oh, okay, so I've got to fix that now. And we'd come back the start of the next year and, you know, it was it was getting better and it was progressing but even still like – because, like, when, when you dance, not everything is going to be perfect. Like, you have to have that, like, wiggle room, like, where if something's off, you can save it through the uh, joint in your ankle being more flexible or something like that. And, like, mm. everything for me had to be, like, spot on. Because if it wobbled, my tendon would be like, ah! Wow. <laughs> yeah. And once again, I was like, there's no way that's practical on stage. Like, that's not going to work. Um, but slowly but surely, it, it did it did get better and with a really strict, strict rehab process and tendon program. Um, and my coach, Megan Connolly, back at work, she, like, I'm just so grateful for her, honestly, because I didn't, I didn't think it was, it was going to work. Was and even, happen. even when I would come in and I'd just be like a empty shell, she'd be like, all right, like, let's, we have to do what we have to do today. Like, we were counting my jumps every day. Like, we'd count how many I did, which, like, in ballet is like absurd because mm. like you all just, you're doing is jumping. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> how do you count something? I was like, everything's a jump. Like, what do you mean? Like, we had like charts. Like, yeah, it was the whole thing. So the investment that they put in you is quite incredible. Yeah, it, it is. I'm like to stay with you through that. Yep, and yeah, to show you that support. Absolutely, that's yeah. such a credit to the Australian ballet, isn't it? it? Is. Just in terms of like. We would never like. We would never know that. Like, if I think about mm. a normal business where you employ people to do a job, yeah. If they just can't do their job for twelve months, but you're still paying them and yep. you're still helping them, absolutely. And, like it wouldn't. So many happen. of my friends were like, "So are you still getting paid?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I, I get my wage." The, it's like the company see it as their job now to get me back, and mm. they were like, "Wow." I was like, "Yeah," but our medical team like is one of the best in the world, and and David, our director, is one of the most understanding directors in the world. And, like, I remember one day I had my point shoes in my hand and he was like, Lovey, you've got your point shoes on. And it had been a terrible day and I just broke down in the corridor and he was like, okay, come to my office. And, like, he'd been off for a year with a back injury. Like, he totally understands mm. injury and the body and, yeah, I'm just so grateful that it was someone like him that was there for my time off. Yes. Yeah. Um, I wanted to explore that year mm. a bit. Um, 
like on this podcast, we talk about the shedding of labels. Mm. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, the label of being a professional ballet dancer, I'm projecting, but it feels very full on. Mm. And what comes up for me, it's like it's it's almost as like defined and refined as the art itself. Like mm-hmm. it seems heavy to me, like it's quite a, a full on label and one yeah. that you've worn since you yeah, know, probably whole life, really. six years old. Um, I was interested to know like your emotional landscape in that year and maybe what journey you went on emotionally and spiritually yeah. to sort of shed that label maybe in preparation for not being a dancer anymore yeah. or also like now coming back into it and now dancing the best you ever have mm. and being promoted. Mm. Um yeah. Yeah, but like are you as tied to it now having having had that space? Yeah, I think definitely definitely not. Uh when I got injured, I was didn't know who I was. I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. Were you? Because I couldn't go into the studio and at least just like prove my worth in that mm. way and be like, "Yeah, well, I'm I'm a good dancer, so I can do this." And like Thinking back, I'm like, this is that's terrible that that's like what my mindset was, but it was because it's our ego, isn't it? It's all I'd ever known, mm. and it's what I wanted to be good at, and and yeah, and I I couldn't really hang out with my friends from work too much because I just I felt ashamed that I was so injured and I'd put on weight and I just my body wasn't mine mm. and I couldn't express myself, um, and I I will like I'll never forget going out with my boyfriend one night. And, you know, I was a bit down or whatever. And he was like, I don't care. He was like, you don't have to be a ballet dancer. He's like, I don't care. He's like, I love you. He's like, it's really cool that you do ballet. That's a cool thing. But like, I don't care. He's like, no one really cares because you're an awesome person. And I was like, oh my God. Like, Mm. yeah. He loves me for me. Yeah. And also like coming back, I'm like, I now do ballet because I love ballet and I love dancing and I love dancing to music with people. Not because I'm like, I'm a good ballet dancer. Like, mm. so I think it's separated those things. And also, like, coming back, I'm like, it doesn't matter if you're the best dancer in the world. If you can't open up on stage and be vulnerable and express feelings, like, you know, drop your ego mm. and, and learn, it doesn't matter. That you're, like, the vessel for the creative expression to come forward. Exactly, exactly. It's not actually about you. Exactly. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm um, I read listening that in, to that right now. I read that in a day. It's a good quick one too, isn't it? When I came yeah. back from my injury, we were in a Sydney season, anxiety was sort of getting there. That's the whole, like, you know, I'm back, but am I really going to be back to where I want to be? Like, And I went down to Bondi and I read it just, like, six hours or something. Wow. And... Oh, it was so helpful. Like I bet you dance so well after Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Yeah. But um yeah, I needed I needed to have that time. I needed to work out like I don't need this mm. to figure out who I am. Yeah, what is that thing? It's like this is not who I am, it's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And and it's a and it's a choice and if I chose not to do it, I'm I'm still the same me. I'm still a good person and have the same morals and all of those things. Um but yeah, mm. I think I definitely had to had to learn that. Do you feel like 
you're embodying I don't know, how do I explain that? Like are you mm-hmm. embodying the technique differently now because there's that space between I guess your inner self and mm. you as a dancer or you being the vessel to express mm. the art. Do you feel like, I'm not saying like you're a better dancer now, but do you feel yeah. like it's coming through you differently than before? Definitely. Um, mm. I think like, like I was kind of saying to you earlier, um, before like sort of pre-injury, I was so, I think I think there was a lot of, pr- I felt there was a lot of pressure as well and I was so worried I wasn't going to become the dancer everyone thought I should become or what I expected of myself and I was so focused on trying to achieve everything that I sort of couldn't watch a lot of other types of art and other performances to get inspired because it would only make me feel bad about myself like oh I can't do that or I won't be that um and now sort of having that time I'm so much more open to like it doesn't have to be one way like there is the beauty of someone's dancing is like their individual style which happens because they might lack something actually and therefore have made up for it in this other unique way that is so cool and that's the beautiful thing about our company as well we have such a broad range of dances and qualities um and I think yeah having having had that time yeah I think I can now separate myself and understand that there are different values mm. in a show and like you never stop learning you'll yes. never be like oh yep okay we've we're a good dancer now we've done well, it. I'm perfect good. that's done yeah and it's like that's what feels so heavy to me when I think about mm. ballet as an art is like the precision yeah and having to get your physicality around that precision just feels like whoa yeah as a creative expression like it's like it's not loose yeah yeah (laughs) it's like kind of the yeah the opposite yeah it's I mean because we all have and that's what can be so hard about ballet there's there's an aesthetic line that we all have in our mind we know what the shape is that we're trying to make Mm. so it's not letting that control too much and I find you know consuming as much art as I can now really helps me remember when I watch someone, I'm not like, oh, that line was beautiful. Like, of course, I can appreciate that, especially if someone's facility is amazing. Um, but it's like, but what was their soul giving me? Or what was their partnership? What was the story they told? How how much did they let me in? And I think... Now, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like now for me, it's like that's the... the uh, the priority, or the, mm. the most important, and maybe thing. the thing you're chasing is like, yeah. well, not even chasing, but like, yeah, yeah. And then the dancing comes next. So mm. something like, um, like Giselle, which mm. we did this year, and I did, I got, I got to do the role of Giselle for quite a few shows actually. It is technically a really difficult ballet, and so it's like that can overwhelm you, but it is such a deep spiritual journey story that like. And then in a weird way, I almost felt pressure then. I was like, oh, my gosh, like I really want to tell this story as honestly as I can. Like, mm. um, And so, yeah, I think that shift for me has been really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think especially in terms of dealing with pressure and nerves on stage, like for me it's quite a calming thing to be like the, like, the best you can do is really connect with your partner mm-hmm. and, yeah, be as open as you can with the audience 
I was going to ask about your relationship with the audience. Like, mm. I guess sitting in the audience, all I'm thinking is how the fuck do they remember yeah. the steps? <laughs> so many people think that, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm nervous for you. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, mom's if she forgets. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your relationship with us when you're on stage? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's just in my mind, but it's always like, it's always been a really, a really positive thing. I've always had in my mind these people want to come watch you, watch you do well, watch you dance well, tell a story well. Um, and I think for me, it's like what I would love the audience to take away is like if I express an emotion or convey a feeling or something that they're like, oh, I felt that. Mm. I've, oh, I felt that when this happened in my life or like sometimes like I went and saw um, Hofer Schechter an Israeli uh, contemporary company based in London. Um, but it was amazing. And mm. I, like, I would watch something and I was like, oh, my God, that made me feel like this. And I felt like that when this happened in my life. Or And actually I saw another show at the start of the year with Natalia Osipova, who is an incredible Russian prima ballerina, an amazing, like, her spirit mm. is like with you once. It was like a spiritual thing. It wasn't mm. like a ballet performance. It was like something else. And I was just I in, have goosebumps. Yeah, I was just in tears, honestly. It was the most beautiful thing. And it really it was all about uh a, a previous ballerina's journey through her career, I guess, and life and how, like the sacrifice and all those sorts of things. And it just connected with me on on so many levels and it made me feel scene, I guess. And it made me feel like I was expressing myself, I suppose, through her. Yeah. So I feel like when I dance, I'm like, maybe hopefully I can make some people in the audience feel like I've expressed Mm. something of their journey. And like different ballets, like different roles, like my role, Psyche and Sylvia. Totally. She's, she's comic relief, you know, like she's, she's there to like make everyone have a good time. But then you've got other roles like Giselle, where like at the end when she's disappearing and the love of his life goes back into the grave and he's left with no one. Like that is a very emotional moment and I'm like maybe that can touch mm-hmm. some people. So what is that? It's like allowing us to explore our emotions yeah. through your dance. Yeah, and it's I guess so like so nice. Like dropping dropping our our shield because I don't even know sometimes I don't even know if it is ego, mm. but it's like letting yeah, our, our, like our wall down and be like, oh, like, yeah, I do feel that. I was curious to learn about Benedict's relationship with the stage on an energetic and spiritual level. What type of connection she has with the dust of the dancers that have come before her. Kate Muir and the Australian Ballet afforded me a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to put my bare feet on the Opera House stage. I can't even imagine what it would feel like to have earned the right to dance on it. I'll never forget, um, you know, Kate had me from the, was at the Australian Ballet, um, had yeah. me back in the green room um, after, I can't remember what, maybe it was Giselle, I can't yeah. remember. And um, she was like, oh, you can go out on the stage if you want. And I was like, <gasps> get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, just take your shoes off. And I had these like... Um, 
they're kind of trauma shoes, but I wear them all the time just yeah. to remind me of how far I've come. But yeah. these like um, pointed Balenciaga, like low kitten heels. Yeah. But they're kind of a bit like ballerina. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> why so I wore them. And so I like kicked them off and like just like toddled out onto the stage. And I was there with actually Tom Derricks and we were just like, this is neck level. Like yeah. the feeling. Yeah, it's of beautiful. that stage and just looking at even the empty seats, like yeah. it was really overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Especially an empty stage. Yes. Because we always have we always have class and rehearsals. Like we use the stage when we're in the theatre quite often during the day. Um, but I think being on an empty stage by yourself, I actually remember, I feel like it might have been my second year in the company and I was given like my first solo as Cupid in Don Q. And I was like so nervous and I picked a break and I knew no one would be around and I took myself onto the state theatre stage and and the state theatre stage is massive. It's so big and I just like went through it and I think it's like even now um, if I'm on at the end of the act you probably wouldn't be warming up on stage at the start because it's too long but like I, I go on stage and even if I'm just like wiping my point shoes like with in my feet like on the floor just like it's just like a, I don't know if it's a good juju thing or something mm-hmm. but it's like it's just like feeling the floor and in like a calm way being like this is the same floor you're dancing on this floor and like you're standing here in 45 minutes you'll be on here and you'll be nervous but it's the same floor underneath mm. your feet and I remember my friend said to me once like he was, we were doing like an entrance and then like, you know, the scary nerve wracking bit came later and he was like, just remember it's the same floor. Like what you're doing, what you're doing right now is the same as what it will be later. Mm. Um, but in terms of when you said the dust thing before, it made me think, um, one of our principals, Madeline Easto, she retired maybe three or four years ago. Um, one of her last shows of Giselle, she like went down to the grave. It was her last show. And she got up and because in Giselle we whitewash, so we've got this like white powder mm-hmm. all over our bodies and you're really sweaty and so you lie down and then you get up to do your bow and her little um, like scaps were like left like a little imprint on the oh. floor and just like took a photo of it because I was oh. like, that's special because she was like the most beautiful Giselle. So, yeah. That, when you said so the dust, nice. I was like, yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> um, how do you overcome the nerves then and like – do you have, like you said, Juju, I'm like, I'm sure I'd have like a sequence of weird shit I'd have to do yeah. before I go out. <laughs> oh my God. I try not to get too carried away with okay. superstitions because otherwise yeah. like you'll never make it <laughs> you'll on stage. Never yeah. <laughs> You're like, I, have, I need three hours to get through all of my yes, stuff. <laughs> and I have to do all of these things these yeah. way. But do you have, um, like, how do you think about nerves? And then also, is it just those like random things that you do that make you feel maybe more centered? Yeah. Uh, actually, I always... I tend to, whatever I do, like, the first time of a role, I'll probably repeat, like, a similar pattern to get ready just because, like, I like order and control and that makes me feel calm. Um, but generally before I go on stage, I'll always, like, take a very calm, like, balance. So I just, like, go on to, like, my point shoes, like, in the first position, which is, like, a very basic stance, and just, like, balance, just trying to find my centre and, like, without any wobbling because, like, we can we can all balance, like, you know, sort of... um wobbling around like counterbalancing basically but I always just try and find like a real sense of like stillness um for a bit and also if I'm really nervous I will like hum the music that's happened before my part like while I'm waiting in the wings like Mm. for um David McAllister's Sleeping Beauty uh Aurora Act One is epically challenging and difficult 
um, but before Aurora comes on, um, it's the garland dance and it's quite beautiful and, like, I'll just stand in the wings and just sort of sway and just hum just to sort of, like, really, like, I think it's probably subconsciously it's probably a breathing thing and probably, like, breathing out more or something, but, like, the humming sort of seems to calm me. What's interesting is one of the questions I had for you was, like, how do you feel the music and how do you get the music in your body? Yeah. And, like, is that a is that the through way to remembering the steps? Yes. Okay. Definitely. I think, like, in terms of remembering choreography, it's so... I, how? I'm just like, I look at it yeah. and I'm like, this is stressful. <laughs> <laughs> this is stressful. I think, like, I mean, certain steps make sense together. So, like, when you're doing a, a big, like, petapa classical ballet, certain steps will come after another. Like, okay. there's only so many options. When you're doing really abstract contemporary bit more confusing because it's like anything could happen next um but music it's all in the music I I think anyway and then yeah in terms of in terms of dancing it's like that thing of like okay just drop everything else listen to the music if you have a partner even better because you can look at someone and they can be like we're cool we got this do you is that happen like you're looking at each other's eyes just like oh my god oh my god too Recently we did Nutcracker in Melbourne and I went on for Sugar Plum Fairy with kind of like only a couple of days of rehearsal and like and it's it's like so purest classical ballet. It's so still when you start. Like it's like nothing is happening except for you doing like some very slow movements and I just like eyeballed my partner Ty. I was like, we're okay, we're okay. And he was so good. He just smiled. He looked at me and he's like, like, yep, we got, like I got you. Like we're good. And I was like, okay, okay, oh we're cool. Okay. Like. And then it's like being like, like, and I guess just like, does your partner, is there that lead in a way where once he starts moving, you can like his arm up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that is the beautiful thing about working with someone like, like my partner, Chris, we've done quite a bit together now is like when things don't work on stage, you can't talk. You can't be like, oh, can you go to the left? It's like understanding each other's body to know that, oh, he's done this, he's helping me in that way. Oh, she's going to do that and that's going to save me from having to do this. It's like all in half a second, wow. understanding the pressure of his hands on, on my body or whatever it is and being like, oh, yeah, that's how we'll fix that moment. Because like not everything, and especially like in something like Sylvia, the partnering is very hectic. There's lots of com- complicated grips that we don't normally do. So it's like being as in sync Mm. Uh, with each other. I guess that's just like a different form of intuition, isn't it? Like yeah. We talk about intuition, but I guess yeah. that's just like this intuitive knowing. Yeah. Do you often get paired with someone that you'll dance a lot of ballets together? Is that what the school does in the sense that you develop that relationship physically? Um, I mean, in the, in the school, we, in the school, we all got partnered uh, for height. Okay. So the That's shorter logical. Boys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then sort of once you come into the company, like I think like I gotta get that right. School company. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um and then yeah, when you when you get into the company, I I don't know, I think like people know when someone like when partnerships really gel. Um so we had like um Maddie Easto and Kevin Jackson, that was like a dynamite duo like and not to say that they would do everything together because then it is it is nice to mix up partnerships because people really bring different things out in each other mm. um but yeah I think you know like when when people when people connect it's a spark like you just you believe it's like it any it's and it's, I mean like I guess it? I guess it's like it, it can be chemistry in a way 
even if mm. your partner's a gay man. Like, yeah. but you, yeah, you really understand each other without having to talk. Mm. Um, it's cool. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. Mm. It's really cool. Um, I want to know how you guys have fun. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> as much as you're allowed to say. Um, Do you know what I mean, though? I just wonder, like, I'm like, are, we are like, ballet dancers, like, just, like, sh- doing shots at the club or no? Oh, definitely. I mean, like, yes. <laughs> we were, on Saturday night, we were celebrating espresso martini in hand on the dance floor to, like, disco. Um, but honestly, like. Is there any insurance in that? I'm, I'm just, I'm worried. Oh. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, I'm, we're all in pretty much in like trainers, to be honest. Yeah. Like, there's only, there's not too much damage you can do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we all love to like go out and have a dance. But honestly, like, I'm generally really tired. I'm physically tired. Uh, like, when I come home from work, um, I'm quite spent. Um, mm. Even sometimes, like, I just need like an hour, just I can't talk or be be touched or anything just because especially when you spend the day like being thrown around mm. you sort of get home and I'm like oh I just need like stillness yeah for a bit and then I'm like okay I'm good I'm back I'm especially I think maybe I'm more introverted so I need that like quiet time to sort of reboot. recharge yeah yeah um I mean I love I love reading and I like cooking or like going out for a really nice bottle of wine or something like um but it's probably like very like low-key relaxing activities at the moment that, yeah. that I I actually really want to do a pottery course. Oh, my God, the best. I really want to do that. I mean, I was rubbish, so yeah, I like, had that, like, romantic idea. That... I, I have a funny feeling I'm going to be like that. <laughs> no, were you – I mean, you have technique. <laughs> I don't You'd know. be surprised. It's like doesn't doesn't go into any other artistic avenue. Like, my mom's an art teacher and she's like – like all throughout like high school, she was like, oh, it's just not, mm, I mean, it's okay. But mm. I was like, it's all in the ballet. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I tried and um, just couldn't. I mean, yeah. my my um, vase just kept collapsing on itself. And I was like, this just feels like a fucking metaphor for like, <laughs> oh, no. like how I was feeling at the time yeah, as well. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like doing pottery for me at that time was almost like <laughs> depressing then. Yeah, yeah, like, I it was. Maybe helping. I should be using it now, but yeah, I'm feeling yeah. like um much better. Yeah. I did want to know about um your um as I always do your relationships, but mm. like the relationship with the man you love, mm. Henry. Yes. Um who is he to you and you know, if I think about support people like mm. I feel like it would take a very particular um and particular confident, um, self-assured man mm. to be able to sort of hold you in the way mm. that you need to be held as someone who the requirement every day is that you get up and you perform. Yeah. 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 He, like, honestly, he's, like, he's my rock and he's my biggest support and he makes me a better person. I remember like we always said to each other like early on, like we want to be someone that like brings out the best in the other person. Um, and yeah, all all through my injury, like honestly, I just, I'd come home and I'd just sit on the bed and I'd just be so down and he'd, he'd just, he'd know what to say, whether it was like, okay, like, let's just leave it for today or, and I remember, I remember like, cause like you know, there are body image issues with ballet. Like we're in pink tights, we wear leotards, like mm. you see everything. And having all that time off, it was not the body I wanted to have. And I got a bit hung up on that at points. And he said the most beautiful thing to me. He was like, you don't need to look 
like, you know, your lean, mean fighting machine right now. He's like, you are trying to heal your body. He's like, your body is healing. Like that Mm. is the most important job right now. And I was like, oh, you're so right. Like that's, you know, mm. he just, he just comes out with these truth bombs and Mm. I'm like, gosh, you're so smart. Where are you from? (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah. And so like in that time, your body needed comfort and yeah maybe a bit of padding because it didn't have it before and exactly and I like that was that was really hard for me to come to terms with but you know he always yeah he knew what to say and made me feel always so loved and 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 beautiful Mm. um but yeah he's He's my biggest support and he's he's quite creative himself actually. He's he trained he's a trained lawyer. Um, but he plays the drums and cool. he, he can sing, or he would never he would never say that. But he can <laughs> he can definitely sing. Um but so I feel like he understands the like the artistic pursuit and he knows he knows that I get really tired and you know, I do get a bit stressed. But it, it's good because he keeps me in check, though, because, you know, sometimes when you're tired and stressed and it's like, oh, this happened <laughs> and can you, oh, my God, and she said this and he did that. And, you know, in the ballet, sometimes it gets a bit dramatic sometimes. <laughs> I bet. And, you know, sometimes he'll be like, uh, yep, okay, well, that sounds a bit crazy. Like, are you sure you shouldn't have said this or are you sure that's what happened? Or, you know, like he, mm. he keeps me, he's very, like, objective and, like, rational. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, so important because, you know, we can – We'll get carried away with our problems totally. and distress. And Tony does this incredible thing where um, he just, yeah, I guess it's the same thing, but he just gently doesn't entertain it. Yeah. Like yep. I'll try and run off with my story and, yep. and you know, I'm all like worked up and he'll just sort of like gently change the topic into something far more interesting and I'm like, okay. Yeah, it gets, it's a good point. This is more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like totally, yeah. Yeah, um, because when we're so um, – what star sign are you? I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was going to say because you're quite internal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that. so when we're internal, we run so many yeah. stories and then when we vocalise them, we think they're really important. And then when they're out, you're like, oh. Yeah. And it's also like <laughs> it's that thing of like because like I, I, I do believe like we sometimes we do need to vent. Yeah. And it's like being like I know this probably isn't accurate or right, but I feel this way. And it's like he can take that on and be like, okay. Like mm-hmm. I can, I can understand why you feel this way, but remember, this is where that person was coming from. They did it for this reason, mm. and like yeah. you can understand it from their point of view. And it's like, yeah, okay. Mm. Which I think is so important that conversation, like being you know yeah. honest with each other. Totally, and just getting it out of your body. Yeah, because yeah. it just festers and it becomes toxic energy that yeah you know can make us sick and all sorts of things. Totally. Um, one of the things that I guess I've been curious about. Um, and we did speak about it briefly before we started recording. Mm. You know, I always thought about being in a senior publishing role and how would I go and have a baby? Yeah. Right? Yep. And on reflection, it's like that was so in ego and so what a waste of time thinking about like yeah, when would I come back and what if my job wasn't there and all that stuff that I'd been conditioned to believe would happen. Mm. When I think about you as a ballet dancer – it's an entirely different thing because your your body mm. is your job in a way yeah, yep. or it's a through way to you doing your job. Absolutely. How do you think about um, – and you're only 25, so you're such Mm-mm. a little baby. <laughs> um, but how do you think about that as a ballet dancer, like moving into that chapter of yeah. wanting a family? I think um, 
think naturally because I am someone that likes <laughs> being organized and control and things like I, I do I do think about like oh I hope I feel like there's a good moment to have a baby but I'm so lucky because I've like witnessed in, through my time in the company like m- many multiple women going and having babies sometimes twins sometimes two Whoa. coming back and being like even better mm. it's it's hard sometimes, like, you know, like with daycare and because we perform at night and we're still dancing in the morning. It's like you see it's hard, but we're so lucky in our company because there's such a sense of community. People just bring their baby in sometimes and it's like, I don't have rehearsal. I'll sit in the common room with her. Like, you go and have your hour rehearsal and come back and I'll be here. Like, um, but That's the, nice. So it, that support for each other, that's yeah, really beautiful. Because, like, I mean, some of these people I've known for, for me since I was, like, 14, it's like their family now. But um, but for those women, I feel like it, it would have they were like the first to sort of go and have a baby and and just sort of see see how you make it work and pave the way for you guys, I guess. Yeah, no, exactly. And also, once again, in our company, we have a great maternity policy. We can actually take time. I was only speaking the other day with a dancer from America. Um, she had six weeks after her baby. She had to be back in the how? studio. She was on stage in three months. Oh, how, she w- how, how? Oh, my God. I have no- Six weeks. Yep. Oh, my God. Otherwise, she wasn't going to get paid. And she was like, I have to. You know, oh, we're she's so like, lucky. She's like, I had to get paid because I've got a baby now. Like, And I was like, I can't even imagine. Like, um, yeah. So what's your, well, you might not know it intimately, but in terms of a mat leave policy, is it like? Um, to be honest, I'm pretty sure most of our girls, our women, sorry, our girls, um, after I think, like, is it the 12 or 14 week mark? Yeah. Um, when it's like sort of official, they can stop. Yeah. Um, and you know what? If they probably needed to stop before, David would be like, yep, like, you do what you need to do. Yeah. And then um, it, it varies once again for. I guess personal, isn't it, as to when you want to come back? Exactly. And, and yeah. I, th- I feel like pregnancy affects everyone's bodies differently and cesarean versus natural birth, mm. like all of those sorts of things. Some people have been back in, in three or four months because they were like gung-ho and getting back. Some people it's taken 10 months mm-hmm. and that's just the time that they needed. And I think our company really looks at their dancers as investments mm-hmm. and they're at least that, that's, that's the feeling I get from David, like even in terms of my injury and in terms of people needing to take time off for mental health, um, We've had dancers in the past that have gone in and been like, I need to stop now. Like, I need to have a break. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. And he's like, yep, go. Like, Mm. you do that. Like, he understands that maybe time for people, whether injury, maternity leave, normal leave, is so important. And, like, if you have a happier person overall, you'll have a better dancer and that'll feed back into a happier company. Yeah, and the longer-term vision of the company. Getting an opportunity to dance at a higher level because a senior has chosen to have a baby has a different flavour to it than them being off because of an injury. I wanted to know how that felt for Benedict, to see other dancers dancing in her place when she was injured. I think it was hard because I wasn't sure if I'd ever do it again. Mm. I think that was the hardest part because I, I remember Henry and I, we went and we watched a show and I had done the ballet before um and it has this big finale with the whole company on stage in tutus and it was like it's very beautiful and I was I was a mess afterwards like, I was just in tears <laughs> I feel like mm. I sound like I'm always a mess <laughs> I'm a very happy person <laughs> which um, is why I like you because you're very expressed and yeah. I think it's such a um it's such a positive thing 
Yeah. Like when you can be so honestly like 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 put together on stage and yeah. almost like perfect, but then you in person, it's like, oh my god, she's so just like chill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so that I found that really hard. And I think I feel like there were always I know there is a part of me that when I watch other people, there's always like, oh, maybe I'm not as good as them. And I'm I'm so aware of that. And I've really been working on on that and learning, you know, learn from them. Learn mm. what is good. Like always learn. What are you admiring about what they're doing? Exactly. Yeah. But I think at that point, I, I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking of learning from anyone because I was like, this is so depressing because I can't do this. And I I don't think I will ever what again. What did you think you were gonna do? Like how did you think about that? Yeah, I'd started um I did one unit of a like a Bachelor of Communications mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what, you can go work at a cafe and go to uni. Wow. Just do that. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to have like That's a very somber. like, yeah, yeah, very like chill plan. Just like go work at Tall Timber in Melbourne or something, somewhere where they do like great coffee and go to uni, probably really remove yourself from the ballet. Yeah. That I think would, you'd have to, wouldn't you? I don't yeah. think you could nah. be in yeah. that in any other way. And it's actually one of the questions I had was, do you think, and I'm not like asking you to speak on behalf of the collective because mm. everyone would dance their intention with dancing would be so different. Mm. Do you think, though, there's some part of you that has to believe that one day you will become a principal dancer in order to commit to it so fully? Or Mm. do you think maybe there's some people who are like, I'm just happy to be doing it? I don't know. I just wonder whether to commit so fully do you have to think I'm going to get there? Um. Oh, I don't know. It's a hard one. I mm. mean, I've, I've always wanted to be a principal, but also I mainly want to be given the opportunity to express myself on stage. That's probably first and foremost what I want to do because you can you could be a principal and not be put in works. You could be a principal and not be used much mm. or you could be a soloist or senior artist and be, be dancing all the time. Be dancing all the time. And that's what I want to be doing. I want to be dancing all the time. And it's really nice to be acknowledged for the work that I've done and be put to this rank that you sort of always imagined you'd want. You've always imagined, yeah, one day maybe maybe getting to do. Um, but I think for most people, no matter what rank in the company they are, they want to go on stage mm. and express themselves Um and that's what's cool sometimes is like when we have choreographers come in that don't know anything about the company and it doesn't happen very often, but they'll be like, I want to see the whole company in the studio doing this this phrase of movement and they'll just pick like that. So it doesn't matter doesn't matter what rank you are, they don't care. Wow. They'll, they'll see a spark in someone they're like, yeah, I want that. And it's like... And it doesn't matter if you're the principal or not. No. Nah. And it, that's... That's cool. That's really... They're, they're really good, great moments. I mean, often, often you'll probably find like a couple of principals and more senior dancers will be picked anyway, but... It's always like someone in the core that we've no one else has really sort of spotted yet mm. and someone comes in and they're like, I want them, and then they just flourish. Yeah, and then that begins their path to... And I think it's that, that those moments on stage, once you've felt them, that's what, you're, that's what, you're, that's what brings you back each day. That's what mm. keeps, you, keeps you striving. Um, yeah. It's that kind of sparkly feeling of like what it felt like to dance that dance. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Can we just take a moment to mm. sit in the fact that you are a principal dancer? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's crazy. It's like, so fresh. Even saying like, 
actually, it was so funny because it's like being so surreal, kind of like can't believe it, like it's this weird title that's not a physical thing, like it's a weird thing. And then on the show, like our first show as principals, <laughs> um, <laughs> Dim and I, like I went to sign on and normally, you know, we'd be under the senior artist and we were under the principal and like there's a piece of paper every half hour call you have to sign on and I was like, oh, my, oh, my God. Oh my god! That was like that was the pin drop moment. Yeah. Like ran to the changing room. I was like, "Dim, you have to sign on tonight." Because if you miss it, they'll just like tick you off. I was like, "You have to do it." I was like, like, "I was like, we're in yeah, the that's very the principal section." Yeah, so cool. <laughs> um, I have a couple more questions for you. I didn't get to like half of them on my yeah. list. But doesn't matter. Um, so you know, we've all watched Center Stage. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> classic. Um, and not everyone, but I think there's a perception mm. that there's a link between ballet dancers and eating disorders. Mm-hmm. And so I figure we should go there yeah, so yeah. that you can speak to that. Yeah, Again, not on behalf of everyone, but for yourself. No, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you think about that? And do you have to overcome that in your life? Yep. Um, a lot. Okay. So Definitely. like because of your physique... Mm-hmm. There's an assumption that maybe you don't eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, in a way, to be honest, if other people thought that, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm past that. I'm like, I actually don't mind what what you think. Um, but in terms of like me personally, going through puberty, that was really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing your body change and sort of get curvier, and especially going from being a kid, I like. I just ate like whatever shit I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's like Nutella on crumpets for breakfast. I I just, like, yeah, like not, not like a, just like a balanced diet either. I could just eat like shit. Anything. Yeah. Um, and so going through that, that it was, it was really hard and it is a tricky thing um, uh, approaching a teenager in the right way about being like, okay, <laughs> this is happening. You're going through puberty that's okay. Like you're beautiful. It's okay. But there is an aesthetic in ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and thank God it's not to be skin and bones anymore. Like you don't have to be that. Like you just need I to be. I feel that too. Like when yeah. I see the dancers on mass, I'm like, no one, no yeah, one, there's yeah. not that. It's like just being fit and healthy. And also like, this is and like, this is the great thing now is like, I can view my body as like a like a vessel for like what I want to do and it needs to be healthy. It's actually, it's less about like, do I look fat? Mm. But it's more about like, actually, what am I eating? Like I'm so exhausted that it's giving me nothing. Like I'm not going to. Nutrients wise. Yeah. It's, 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 I think trying to take it um, really like objectively. It's not a personal thing. It's not about like your body and how you look. It's like, what are you actually fueling yourself with? And I feel like, like when I eat, lots of sugar and shit anyway, it doesn't, it does things to my like head, you know, you crash and I'm like, mm-hmm. I actually don't feel good anyway, but it, it's, t- it definitely took me a while, especially when I first joined the company, uh, my mum had breast cancer mm-hmm. and I was going through my body image things and wasn't doing as much work and was like, what if I get fat and that's really bad and I need to exercise more and sort of battling with all of that. And then once again, in a weird way, being injured, one of my biggest fears was getting fat. Mm-hmm. Not that I got fat, but like I put on weight. Well, your version of. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like I, I put on weight and I'm like, oh, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm still dancing. They're still letting me dance. Okay. Um, oh, and now that I'm dancing more, I'm getting fitter. Oh, and now I'm not really worrying about it too much. And 
now when I look in the mirror, it's not like, oh, can I see a bone there or can I see how much cellulite's there? It's like, oh, like it's a it's a bigger picture. Like yeah, like hol- holistically. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that that am I well? Yeah, it's like mm. that had that had movement or I I held that position and I didn't have to wobble out of it or it's I I had a different um, focus. Yeah, when I looked in the mirror. Yeah, versus like the. Um, Aesthetic. Yeah. Yes. It was more functional maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think also, yeah, nowadays in ballet, it's like, especially for me, it's like, actually, I don't care if you put a tutu on and you you look good. It's like, okay, cool. That's Mm. great. You look good. But like, show me how you dance, you know, like show me your movement, show me your, your soul through your work kind of thing. That's what... That's what I love seeing and it's Mm -hmm. like why, like I need to remember that because like I feel like there was a time where I loved seeing that but I was like, oh, but people, when I put something on, I just have to look, I have to make sure I look good and Mm -hmm. then, you know, the dancing, okay, like if I'm a good dancer, great. It it, it had kind of flipped or something. Yeah. Um, As as things do, like morph in your head. Um, But, yeah, it can definitely, it can can be hard. Yeah. Because I guess it's kind of just like you're living through the stereotype in a way so it's like you're trying not to subscribe to it but at the same time that's hard. Yeah. And also like um, I know like when I'm, when I'm fittest, like I feel good in my body Mm. and I can, I can do more and being lifted and thrown, like it's, it's all, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. So Mm. it's like when I take care of my body, I feel better and then I'm not, I'm not worrying about it in the studio. I'm not worrying like, oh, should I have eaten that or should I have done that? I'm like, just, just looking after yourself. Mm. Yeah. As a whole. Yeah. And it's like anything like every now and then, like we have a burger. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's just, like, it's the same. Like, I'm not even a ballet dancer and like, I don't eat burgers every day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? I just have one every now yeah. and again because no one, I mean, not many people that I know can get away with. Yeah. And, and some people, like some people can, they yeah. Just, you know, genes, metabolism. Mm. But for me, that hasn't been my story. Mm. And and I'm also okay with that. I wish I was also one of those cool girls. I was like, yeah, like, hey, whatever I want. I don't have to worry about it. It's fine. I know. I'm like, no, th- that's that's not me, unfortunately. And, and I'm okay with that. And I've had my struggles. And, yeah, I, I know how to deal with that now. And, and I, I'm okay with that. Mm. Like, and just coming to a point where you have a really healthy relationship with your yeah. physicality. It's like... yeah. That's, I think that is like freedom for a woman. Yeah. Oh my God. Isn't it? Because we're locked in that fucking dungeon of like self hate. And I'm not saying I'm through mine. No. At all. But like I'm most of the way there now where I'm like, now I start to see my body as a life source in that I will grow a life in here. Oh my God. Totally. So the purpose of having this and having the womb and all of these things is so that I can... Absolutely. For and me I, personally bring And life. I think I think for me and, and ballet, that's how I that's what my injury taught me was to look at my body as a vessel for my art. Mm. Like you would look at your womb for the mm. vessel to create life. Like it was like you need this to express yourself. Like you've tried to do it in other ways and mm. it didn't give you anything. So it's like you need to treat this with like the utmost respect. Which mm. I think I'd sort of forgotten how to do or my body was secondary to uh, pleasing everyone else I think before I got injured I was like it doesn't like doesn't matter if I'm tired or if I haven't been able to eat enough good food or whatever like what do do you need me to do like I want to do it whereas now it's like no no like this 
like my body is 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 priority and treating mm. it well so that it allows me to do what I love. That's such an amazing lesson for any young woman who might be listening who aspires to become a principal yeah. ballet dancer herself in that like remember that through times of injury. Yeah. Like you will recover and not only recover but you'll go on to dance mm. better but you'll also have a different relationship with this thing that you love so much. Yeah. I wondered if beyond that you have advice for any young girls that might listen to this that want to sort of follow in your footsteps. Yeah, I think like stay stay true, stay true to what you love about ballet and what, or what you love about dancing. Um takes a lot of sacrifice so you have to you have to really love it um and if you do the sacrifice is worth it mm. I think because it's sort of you get to that point in high school where it's like can I go here or can I do that and it's like no you've got to go to ballet you have to move away from home um and I think for me it was like going through those things they were really hard but it's like it gave me that fire in my in my gut to just like keep keep working hard and keep pushing so whilst those things are tough and sad try and use that and channel that into drive and motivation to sort of to keep working yeah and keep pushing mm. but yeah stay stay true to like don't get like it's it's the balance because it's the technique and the aesthetic and the look but it's like don't forget like that little that little girl that just loved twirling around there's actually oh there's a really beautiful quote that my friend uh, Dana in the company has on her locker and it's something about um I'm not going to say it right, but it's when you get uh, – don't get so caught up in the waves and treading water that you forgot that you truly love to swim mm. or something like that. And I was like, oh, it's so true because you get caught up in all of this other stuff and at the end of the day you're like, I actually just really loved dancing. That's so nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That brings up a, um, a very Vedic, um, I guess, like analogy for me in that we often – it's kind of the same thing. We often mm. see ourselves as the wave. Yeah. And when you're the wave, that's chaotic, mm. being dumped on the shore and curled. Yeah. And But all we have to remember in any moment is that we are ocean. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And, a, and the wave is an expression of the ocean. Yeah. You know, the ocean moving, but we're not the wave. Yeah. It's nice, isn't that's it? That's really nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm really stressed. I'm like, you are ocean. You are ocean. <laughs> I have the ocean. I have the ocean. I'm fine. I'm the ocean. <laughs> um. I know you listen to the podcast, so you know my last question. Um, offline exists as an exploration of self mm. and who are we without the labels that we put on ourselves or perhaps that we subscribe to. As I've said, I feel like the label of ballet dancer mm. is, it has a lot of heaviness about it Yeah, from my side. Yeah. Um, when you're sitting in your true self having been through everything that you've been through and now beautifully mm. and this is what I love is we were going to record months ago yeah and so our true. schedules just couldn't line up and I was just thinking just don't push that yeah, just I could fine. have really like made that happen yeah but I was like it will be relevant and then we booked in and then I think it was like four days later yeah, you got literally. announced and I was like there we go thank you universe <laughs> oh my god it's that <laughs> so, so nice but um but having been through what you've been through mm. and now the beautiful news of having achieved, I guess, like principal status, mm. all of that, when you're sitting in your true self, mm. um, who are you and and how do you identify with that? Uh, I don't know. I guess like 
uh, I don't want to use like another label, but I suppose I'd refer to myself more now as an, like as an artist. Mm. Um, yeah. I, and I've always felt a bit funny saying that. Like, I feel like previously I would never have wanted to, yeah, be like, I'm an artist. <laughs> artiste. I'm an artiste. <laughs> but now, yeah, now I'm like, no, like it's like, I'm, like I'm a ballet dancer, but I, and I do ballet and I love the challenge of it, but I love, uh, I love experience expressing emotion and trying to uh, express like the soul and connecting with people through that, through that vulnerability. I think I try, I think if I could, if I could be really happy with anything, it would be like the fact that hopefully the audience can see that I try and be as vulnerable and as honest and open with them as I can be. Because I think, I think between humans, that's one of the most important things is like vulnerability between people because we're all essentially, we're all the same, you know, we're all made up of the same things. Um, yeah, I think if I could be anything, it would be, it would be that. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. And you are exquisite. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I know a ballet dancer. <laughs> yes. I know a principal ballet dancer. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Never gets old. <laughs> well, thank you for being on my podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. It's I been a real pleasure. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Offline. Visit getoffline.co to explore more episodes, the online courses I've created to help you succeed consciously, and upcoming community events. Follow getoffline.co on Instagram and me. My handle is Alison Larson Rice. Lastly, if you know someone who would benefit from hearing these honest conversations, please share offline with them.